is Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. As always, we put before you the vision that God has before us and the Bible says that without a vision, my, my people will perish. And this is the vision of the church that we believe that God wants us to build. All right. Amen. Amen. The building committee will meet after service today as we will go forward in our plans. Amen. Amen. Bethlehem. Amen. That is our theme throughout this year and this year, we want to get it right here at the household of the Lord. For the word of God says in First Peter chapter 4, 17, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 We want to get it right. Amen. This month. Once again, we have designated it Make It Month, Make It Month. And if you want to make it this month or really any month, you've got to get it right in your mindset, in your mindset. And in order to get it right in your mindset, you've got to stand on God's word as you go through this life and its many trials and tribulations and be able to stand on Philippians chapter 4, 13 and, and be able to say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. If you want to know how to speak to the storms in this life, you've got to get it right in your mindset and know that that the Christ in you is more than the world against you. So we want to encourage you throughout this whole month to change your mindset. Get it right in your mindset and know that whatever you face that you can do with the strength of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 This morning, we're going to share a message entitled, Struck Down, But Not Destroyed. Struck Down, But Not Destroyed. This morning, we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 
verses 8 through 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. Will you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor. I'm going to stand on this word. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or neighbor. I'm going to stand on this word. Let's read this out loud together on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord this morning. We're going to share on around as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about being pressed but not pulverized. We're going to talk about being perplexed but not panicked. We're going to talk about being persecuted but not passed or forsaken. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should persevere in problematic times. Christians should persevere in problematic times. Undoubtedly, there's somebody listening at the sound of my voice in problematic times. Maybe it's a time that you feel that you have it all, but yet something is missing. Maybe it's a time where things are not going too bad and they're not going too good and you feel somewhere in between. But undoubtedly, there's some other folk that are listening at the sound of my voice and they're going through the worst times that they've ever faced in their life. And it is a shattered time. It is a dark time. But whatever time it is in your life, we want to encourage you this morning to know that you may be struck down, but not destroyed. But God.
Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be here today. And the truth be known that you are struck down. What the devil did last week had a profound effect upon your faith. And as a result of him doing what he does, and he does it greatly. He killed, he steals, and he destroys. And the devil is no respecter of persons. And he, he don't care that you love the Lord. He don't care that you are professing that you are blessed and highly favored. He don't care your lineage. He don't care about your bank account. He, he don't care. All he wants to do is to destroy you. And this last week, you were struck down. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor, are you still standing? Because the truth of the matter is you walked here on two feet oh, in your physical body. But the truth of the matter is that some oh, crawled up in here. A story was told about a boy who was right for the Lord. And he would do his artistry for the Lord. And he sat back at the back of the church. And as he sat back there, he drew the people. And when he drew the people coming in the church... He drew the people all oh, being bent over, not uh, walking straight, not walking upright. Uh, he, he just drew them, a little child, drew them uh, bent over. Oh, and uh, oh, and after the service, uh, oh, the little boy began to draw again. And after the service, uh, oh, the little boy's uh, writings or uh, artistry changed. Uh, oh, because uh, those same people that he drew uh, bent over. Over walking in the service, oh, he began to oh draw them standing upright as they leave the service. And the truth of the matter is, there's some folk that walked up in here this morning bent over because they had been struck down. Oh, the devil has been footloose and fancy free, and he has been busy, and you've been struck down. Ask your neighbor, neighbor. Poor neighbor, are you struck down? But it surprised a Christian folk that this Christian walk is not easy because of bad theology. You see, bad theology that's being preached on the TV, they tell you that you're not supposed to have any trials. They tell you that you're not supposed to have any tribulation. They tell you, oh, to send this money and I'll send you some spring water and you sprinkle the spring water over you and you'll be blessed but some of you last week has took a whole bath in that spring water and times are still times of trouble and tribulation and you're looking around wondering whether God really cares for you if God cared for me he would take me out of this situation you begin to oh propose to yourself but true Christian theology 
theology teaches you that you got to praise God in the good times. You praise God in the bad times. You praise God in the mediocre times. Oh, you give to God in the good times. You give to God in the bad times. You give to God in the mediocre times. Oh, the truth of the matter is, is this text that we're studying this morning tells you what true Christianity is all about. And this is what true Christianity is all about. Oh, in verse 8, that first part, it says that we are hard pressed on every side. Hello, somebody. Did anybody here walked up in here and you're hard pressed on every side? Did anybody up in here walk up in here oh having pressure in your life ask your neighbor neighbor or neighbor do you have any pressures in your life well the truth of the matter is oh many of us walked up in here and the reason we have high blood pressure is because we work in a pressure cooker oh the reason why oh we are pressed on every side is because we walk up in here in difficult marriages oh some of us are unequally yoked you love the Lord with all your heart but your mate can't stand the Lord and tries to summon you up every opportunity that they can that means that you are hard pressed on every side say to your neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, are you hard pressed on every side? I can remember I really, really learned the meaning of being hard pressed on every side. I know what it's like, oh, to work at the bottom. And I know what it's like to work at the middle. And I know what it's like to work on top. And ask me which is the worst place to work. The worst place to work is in the middle. Hello, somebody because when you work in the middle in the corporate world we call that mill management when you work in the middle you're catching it from the top oh and when you work in the middle you're catching it from the bottom and you're catching what the boss says and you're catching the complaints of those that work up under you and you are in the middle and for you it's a pressure cooker ask your neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, are you in a pressure cooker this morning? Oh, somebody up in here is in a pressure cooker. You are pressed on every side. Oh, and you think that's something wrong with you. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You're living the Christian walk. You're living the Christian faith. Oh, and if you're pressed on every side, the Bible tells us what you are not. You are what? You are are not crushed. Hello, somebody. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, I'm pressured, but I'm not crushed. Hello, somebody. Somebody ought to give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. I'm pressured, but I'm not pulverized. I'm pressured. I'm going through a lot. As you look at my life now, as you're on the outside looking in, it's right. I am pressured on every side. I'm catching it from my wife. I'm catching it from my boss. I'm catching it with my children and my 
grandbabies. I'm catching it from the bill collections. I can't even answer my phone no more without somebody calling me about the money that I owe. Hello, somebody. I'm catching it from every side. I'm in a pressure cooker. Oh, and now I begin to stink. The words of the old rap song don't push me because I'm close to the head. I'm trying not to lose my head. God said this morning, you're not going to lose your head in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you're not going to lose your head in Jesus' name. Oh, somebody else said, oh, y'all about to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Oh, no, God says this morning that you will keep your mind. You are pressured on every side, but you are not crushed. You are not pulverized in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you're not pulverized in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Because I know that I may be pressed on every side. But one thing I do know as the choir remind me this morning is that I can tell the storm to go away. I can believe on the inner, inner recesses of my heart and mind. I know that the Lord will make a way somehow. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, the Lord will make a way somehow, somehow. You hear me use this illustration all the time in Exodus 14, 15 through 16. As the children of Israel were pressed on every side. Oh, this is what the Lord says. They were pressed on every side. There were mountains on the two sides of them. Pharaoh's army was coming in the back and the Red Sea was before them. They were pressed on every side. I said they were pressed on every side, but I can hear the words of the song that the Lord will make a way somehow. And this is what the Lord said Oh, to Moses, why are you crying out to me? What? Lord, <laughs> I'm pressed on every side and you're asking me, why am I crying out to you? And he said this, tell the Israelites to move on. Wait a minute, Lord. Again, I'm pressed on every side and you're telling me to move on. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, you better move on in Jesus' name. Don't stop, can't stop, move on. Don't stop, can't stop, move on. Don't stop, can't stop, move on. That's why some, oh, are down to the ground. And you can't miss, you can't get to your blessing because you've been struck down and you think that you're destroyed. But God says this morning, oh, that while you're down, don't stay down. You better get back up and move on because I'm opening a door for you in Jesus name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, 
whole neighbor move on in Jesus name because God is opening up a door for you God is making a way for you he says oh move on he said rise up your staff and stretch out your hands over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground hello somebody God says while you're crying to me move on in Jesus name say to your neighbor again neighbor oh neighbor move on in Jesus name pressed but not pulverized hello somebody hello somebody pressed but not pulverized because I believe by faith I believe by faith that I can move on. Hello, somebody. If you don't know which way to go when you'll be pressuring from every side, guess which way they had to move on. Guess, oh, straight ahead. Thank you for preaching my sermon. Oh, it didn't tell them to move back and to go back and surrender. It didn't tell them to go climb the mountain. He told them to move on. And somebody's press on every side. The devil trying to stop you from moving on. But God says this morning, oh, you're pressed, but not pulverized. You're struck down, but you're not destroyed. You better get back up again because. God will make a way somehow in Jesus name yes he will Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God will make you 
God will make a way. You struck down, but not destroyed. You are pressed, but not pulverized. And you are perplexed, but not panicked. Hello, somebody. God asked that question. Why? Why are you why are you calling for me? <laughs> Move on. And I like what they did. I like what they did. They were perplexed. Really, this text gives you a better example of being perplexed, Second Chronicles two, twelve, of being perplexed, but not panicked. But the Bible says there in verse 8, perplexed but not in despair. Have you ever met some of them chicken little Christians? Chicken little Christians. Many of us grew up with that cartoon and the cartoon is this little duckling uh, uh, chicken little uh, was he a duck or a chicken? I don't know. I forgot. He was a chicken. Okay. <laughs> he got hit on the head. And when he got hit on the head, he went around crying that uh, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And, and because he had got hit on the head, uh, oh, he went out uh, and, and shared his message uh, of doom. Uh, the sky is falling. Uh, the sky is falling. And, and, and many of us, uh, oh, have been around chicken little Christians. Uh, oh, every bad news story. Oh, they get on the phone and let you know that uh, the sky the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Oh, when you talk to them, there's nothing good that's going on in the church. They're always complaining about the wrong things that are going on in the church. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And they and they focus on their problems more than they focus on the God of every problem. They focus on their issues more than they focus on God himself. Oh, and they do like all Peter did when he was able, as long as he was looking to Jesus, he was able to walk across the storm. Oh, but when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he became a chicken little Christian and began to fall. Hello, somebody. Oh, God says this morning, oh, you may be pressed on every side but you're not pulverized God says this morning to somebody you may be perplexed but you don't have to panic hello somebody have you ever seen any of those movies that have the hero in it oh the hero in the movies is the one person that didn't panic the heroes in the movies oh you see crowds of folk running away from the problem but the hero is the only one in the movie oh that 
is running to the problem because the hero believes that he has enough power to face the issues that he's headed for. God is calling somebody up in here to be a hero saint. Somebody up in here that can stand up in our world where they tell us that the world is over. Oh, because of Korea. Oh, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, the sky is not falling. I keep my eyes on Jesus and Jesus is coming again and that's why this earth can't be destroyed because Jesus is coming again. We need some hero saints. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, Oh, neighbor, you're going to be a hero or you're going to be a zero. The zeros panic. Hello, somebody. The zeros can't sleep at night. The zeros can't make it through the day without alcohols or drugs because they're panicking. They're worried. They're weary once. But God says this morning, oh, you may be perplexed, but you are not panicked. Hello, somebody. Perplexed, but not in despair. I like this text, Second Chronicles chapter oh, 20 verse 12 and you really need to read down towards to 17 if you want to get some good encouraging words but what happened was is this king Jehoshaphat just woke up one day and all of a sudden he heard about a vast army coming against him hello somebody it took him by surprise oh like some of you were surprised last week all you did was woke up and you are in trouble. All you did was show up and you got to pink slip. All you did was go oh, to a regular doctor's appointment and now they're talking cancer. Oh, but God says this morning, if there's a vast army coming against you, oh, this is the example that you've got to follow. The example of King Jehoshaphat. He says, our God will judge, will you not judge them. He's talking about this vast army for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. And guess what he did? He said, we do not know what to do. Oh, but I like this last part. We don't know what to do. We're perplexed. Oh, we're discombobulated. We don't know even the meaning of the word discombobulated because we're so perplexed. Somebody will get that at home or going home. But we don't know what to do. But our eyes, what are on you? Hello, somebody. We don't know what to do. Oh, but our eyes, I said our eyes are on you. Hello, Peter. If you would have kept your eyes on Jesus, you would have been able to walk across and continue to walk across and walk on to the other side in the midst of the storm. If you would have kept your eyes on Jesus, somebody here took their eyes last week off the Lord and God is telling you, put your eyes back on me because you can't handle this army. You can't handle this storm, but I can. Oh, I perplexed. I don't know what to do, but guess what? I keep my eyes on the Lord. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor. That's how you're perplexed. 
but not panic. <laughs> you see the vast army, <laughs> and you know that army is coming against you. You see your enemies, and you know your enemies are coming against you. But I hear David says that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art what? With me. And he goes on a little further and said that thou preparest a table for me in the presence, what? Of my enemies. In the presence of my enemies. I'm perplexed. Oh, but guess what? I'm not panicked because I keep my eyes on the Lord. And guess what? When they kept their eyes on the Lord, guess what? There was a word from the Lord, from the prophet. And the prophet told them that they would have victory. The prophet said this in verse 15, that this battle is not yours, but, oh God, hello somebody, hello somebody, somebody, oh you're panicked, oh but, guess what, you're perplexed, but don't panic, hello, because this battle is not yours, it's the Lord, hello somebody, oh let me say it again, this battle is not yours, it's the Lord, say to your neighbor, neighbor, Oh, neighbor, this battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Oh, give your neighbor a high five and say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, this battle's not yours, but it's the Lord's in Jesus' name. Knock your neighbor. No, don't knock him. Don't knock him. <laughs> Some of us got to learn the hard way. <laughs> the Lord says, the battle is not yours. It's, it's the Lord's. Keep your eyes on me. In verse 15, go on, read a little down further to verse 17. Some encouraging words in Jesus' name. But I can be pressed, but not pulverized. I can be perplexed, but not panicked. Uh, but also, I can be persecuted, but not passed or abandoned. And I can be struck down, but not destroyed because of my faith in God. Is there anybody here that has faith in the Lord? This preacher is going to preach for me this morning a little bit about faith in the Lord. In Jesus' name. for this in God. Hello, somebody.
కేసులో హే మే praise the lord i'm going to have faith in god no matter what in jesus name said with me i'm going to have faith in god in jesus name no matter what said again i'm going to have faith in god in jesus name no matter what oh yes this last week oh i was pressed against yes this last week i was struck down yes this last week i was perplexed yes this last week i was persecuted but i have faith in god and i know that in my persecution i was not abandoned and i know that i was struck down but it doesn't mean that i was destroyed because when i got struck down just like a little baby learning how to walk when i fell down guess what i got back up again and god is saying to somebody this morning that you've been struck down but guess what you was not destroyed the devil made oh a bad mistake he left breath in you or the devil made a last mistake a bad mistake because you breathe and you take every breath that you take for the lord and because of that i can be struck down but i'm not destroyed and that means what i can get back up again in jesus name i can get back up again in jesus name the devil had a knock oh he thought he had a knockout but i just got knocked down and now i'm going to pull a spiritual rocket oh rocket is my favorite movie rocket i love rocket balboa and rocket oh he didn't have uh, the best ability but he had the best heart uh, and he took all kinds uh, of beatings uh, oh in the ring but uh, he never gave up when he was knocked down what did he do he got back up again oh and the people thought that he was literally going to die in the ring he got back up again the devil last week thought you were going to die in the ring because you wouldn't give up you were struck down but you're not destroyed and you are spiritual balboa and you're about to make a comeback in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor Oh neighbor, I'm about to make a comeback in Jesus name. Oh, the devil took all that I had last week, but I still have breath and I still have the Lord. The devil took all my money. The devil took my love. The devil took everything that but I'm still alive. I was struck down, but I'm not destroyed. And as a result, I can get back up again because I have faith in God in Jesus name. We're going to end with this text and we're going to give her oh open the doors of the church. Malachi 7 and 8 says. I like this text. Do not gloat over me my enemies. Guess what? Though I have fallen I will rise. Oh, though I have fallen, I will rise. 
Oh, I've been shut down, but I'm not destroyed. And let me go ahead and run to the cross. But before that, let me read the rest of it. Though I sit in darkness, guess what? The Lord will be my light. Somebody here, oh, maybe you got your electricity cut off last week and you're wondering where the Lord is. And God is saying, though you sit in the dark, he can be your light because I know what it's like oh, to get my oh, electricity turned off for the wrong reason and the right reason. The wrong reasons was I didn't pay the bill. The right reasons it was it was a storm. Hello, somebody. Oh, but I know both. But just because I got my lights cut off didn't mean that I lived in darkness. It was a temporary time. I was struck down and not destroyed. Oh, and somebody's here. Oh, you've been struck down. But God says you're not destroyed even though you have fallen. Oh, man of God, rise again. Oh, let me preach to some preachers. Oh, even though you have fallen, rise again. Hello, somebody. Don't let the devil get to me. Oh, you've been struck down but not destroyed in Jesus' name. Oh, you may be sitting in the dark, but God says that he is your light. Oh, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let me go ahead and run to the cross as the deacons are coming. I'm so glad that my Lord Jesus know what it's like to be struck down but not destroyed. It all started in the Garden of Gethsemane when he prayed the prayer. Oh, where he prayed so hard that blood oh, came streaming down. Oh, and he said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And it was God's will for him to be struck down. Hello, somebody. But I'm so glad that he was willing to do God's will because if he had not been struck down, guess what? I would have not been saved today. And he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, and then he got up from his prayer closet. Oh, and then they commend, accuse him of crimes that he didn't commit. Oh, and they said, oh, after they said he was guilty, they mocked him, they scorned him, they beat him, they put a crown of thorn on his head. He was being destroyed. Oh, he was being struck down, but he wouldn't be destroyed as he carried that cross through the streets of Jerusalem. Oh, and he carried it to that hill called Galgotha. He carried it up there and they nailed him to the cross. Oh, they nailed him to the cross. And guess what? He was struck down, but not destroyed. And on that cross, oh, he gave up the ghost and he was struck down, but he wasn't destroyed. Even though death got to play, oh, for three days, thinking that Jesus had been destroyed. But I hear my Bible say that he got up early. I said he got up early.
that Sunday morning uh, he had been struck down uh, but he wasn't destroyed uh, and I'm so glad uh, that he's uh, oh my savior today uh, in Jesus name uh, say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you may be struck down uh, but you're not destroyed uh, oh because Jesus got up uh, you can get up uh, and get up right now move on right now give up right now hello somebody oh say to your neighbor neighbor get up right now move on right now in Jesus name I said in Jesus name I said in Jesus name oh you can get up today there's somebody here that do not know Jesus and the pardoning of your sins you're struck down right now in sin the devil wants to destroy you but you don't have to be destroyed this morning all you have to do is give your life to Jesus Christ for the Bible said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and if you're here today and you've never believed the gospel story that God sent his son Jesus and that he died for your sins and was buried and raised again on the third day then today if you believe you can get up from your sins you don't have to be destroyed in Jesus hello again this is Pastor Michael I've been your host for today's program before we sign off we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. 
55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.